Stories from India podcast. This is a podcast where we will narrate some of the greatest short stories from Indian authors. These literary gems from the subcontinent will hopefully inspire you, motivate you and give you some insights on the rich heritage and culture of India. The Kabulawala by Rabindranath Tagore, Part 2. The Kabulawala gave it you, cried her mother much shocked. Oh Minnie, how could you take it from him? I, entering at the moment, saved her from impending disaster, and proceeded to make my own inquiries. It was not the first or second time, I found, that the two had met. The Kabulawala had overcome the child's first terror by a judicious bribery of nuts and almonds, and the two were now great friends. They had many quaint jokes, which afforded them much amusement. Seated in front of him, looking down on his gigantic frame in all her tiny dignity, Minnie would ripple her face with laughter and begin, O oh Kabulawala! Kabulawala, what have you got in your bag? And he would reply, in the nasal accents of the mountaineer, an elephant, not much cause for merriment, perhaps, but how they both enjoyed the fun. And for me, this child's talk with a grown-up man had always in it something strangely fascinating. Then the Kabulawala, not to be behindhand, would take his turn, well, little one, and when are you going to the father-in-law's house? Now most small Bengali maidens have heard long ago about the father-in-law's house, but we, being a little new-fangled, had kept these things from our child, and Minnie at this question must have been a trifle bewildered. But she would not show it, and with ready tact replied, Are you going there, amongst men of the Kabulawala's class? However, it is well known that the words father-in-law's house have a double meaning. It is a euphemism for jail, the place where we are well cared for, at no expense to ourselves. In this sense would the sturdy peddler take my daughter's question. Ah, he would say, shaking his fist at an invisible policeman, I will thrash my father-in-law, hearing this, and picturing the poor discomfited relative, Minnie would go off into peals of laughter, in which her formidable friend would join. These were autumn mornings, the very time of year when kings of old went forth to conquest, and I, never stirring from my little corner in Calcutta, would let my mind wander over the whole world. At the very name of another country, my heart would go out to it, and at the sight of a foreigner in the streets, I would fall to weaving a network of dreams, the mountains, the glens, and the forests of his distant home, with his cottage in its setting, and the free and independent life of faraway wilds. Perhaps the scenes of travel conjure themselves up before me and pass and repass in my imagination all the more vividly, because I lead such a vegetable existence that a call to travel would fall upon me like a thunderbolt. 
In the presence of this Kabulawala I was immediately transported to the foot of arid mountain peaks, with narrow little defiles twisting in and out amongst their towering heights. I could see the string of camels bearing the merchandise, and the company of turbaned merchants carrying some their queer old firearms, and some their spears, journeying downward towards the plains. I could see. But at some such point Minnie's mother would intervene, imploring me to beware of that man. Minnie's mother is unfortunately a very timid lady. Whenever she hears a noise in the street, or sees people coming towards the house, she always jumps to the conclusion that they are either thieves, or drunkards, or snakes, or tigers, or malaria, or cockroaches, or caterpillars. Even after all these years of experience, she is not able to overcome her terror. So she was full of doubts about the Kabulawala, and used to beg me to keep a watchful eye on him. I tried to laugh her fear gently away, but then she would turn round on me seriously, and ask me solemn questions, were children never kidnapped? Was it, then, not true that there was slavery in Kabul? Was it so very absurd that this big man should be able to carry off a tiny child? I urged that, though not impossible, it was highly improbable. But this was not enough, and her dread persisted. As it was indefinite, however, it did not seem right to forbid the man the house, and the intimacy went on unchecked. Once a year in the middle of January Rahman, the Kabulawala, was in the habit of returning to his country, and as the time approached he would be very busy, going from house to house collecting his debts. This year, however, he could always find time to come and see Minnie. It would have seemed to an outsider that there was some conspiracy between the two, for when he could not come in the morning, he would appear in the evening. The Kabulawala. By Rabindranath Tagore. End of Part 2.